What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. I know it's been a while since the last time we last spoke with each other. Um, you know, the other week, it was just kind of, for me, I was kind of, my voice and my throat wasn't the same. Um, so I kind of had to make sure, you know, get rested. You know what I'm saying? I had to rest my instrument to make sure that it is properly, pro- you know, properly, you know, fixed. <laughs> so that way it, you know, can be used again. You, know, you gotta make sure you take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, so a lot of material has happened within the span of two weeks that has happened, and yeah, um, some some ups and certainly some downs. <laughs> but we're all gonna get into that into this podcast today. We're gonna pretty much talk about it. First off, is with gaming. Um, PlayStation. Uh, there's been some news around lately with PlayStation. Uh, more or less, kind of what happened with like you know, the PlayStation app, I guess there's some kind of update that allows you to actually, um, more or less kind of match colors with your PS5. So you can kind of almost in a sense, customize your system through your phone. I'm trying to think, cause there was some kind of electronic that was like that before that allowed you to actually go ahead and customize it to however liking you want. Can't think of it right now. I guess the only best ones I can really think of is like, you know, those little light bulbs that you get from Amazon and from Amazon, you can actually kind of just adjust it to have you want to. Now, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Those, <laughs> those light bulbs are expensive for no reason, <laughs> but I guess that's the reason behind it is because of how expensive it is because you can change it to whatever you like it. So my friends, they had it before and then we were playing around with it. Like if you want a cotton candy kind of color, you could change it to that that light blue, pinkish, light pinkish color, just like that, just by the voice command of Alexa. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, that's kind of a neat little feature for the PS5, I guess. I, <laughs> I guess I give them some kind of credit, I, I guess, for that. Um, yeah, that's that's the interesting thing about that. Um, hopefully, you guys are taking advantage of PlayStation Network's whole deals that's been going on, and even the past couple weeks that is they had their deal. Hopefully, you guys were able to take advantage of that and making sure that you guys get the best deals you got with these some of these games. Because of course, we already know we talked about this before, where the new year comes, there's a lot of games coming. <laughs> there's a lot of games coming, so obviously, hopefully, you did your saving. Um, you reserve those copies, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a, there's a good amount of games, not just on the PlayStation though, too, even Nintendo. And you know, for each its own, the credit for Xbox even. It's it's very interesting to say the least. Um, but we're talking on the PlayStation level, that is a lot of material that's up there as well. Then there was, you know, I guess some little bit of talking about it, and I don't know how true this is. This really is. Um, there was something talking about with the, um, I guess, PlayStation. They were saying that there was possibly, um, you know, Sony would, like, reportedly prioritizing, I guess, having PlayStation 6. Obviously, it's not coming out now, no time soon. Clearly, as much as because of the fact that the PlayStation 5, one, just came out recently, about three years ago, but is also still having problems trying to be released to this day <laughs> you know we already talked about this enough as it is with between the bundles and people just spending way too much money if not doubled the amount of money it is for these games 
systems more or less right <laughs> i still laugh because of the fact that you know sony's still go you know going on about you know yeah we were restocking on controllers we're doing this dual sense 2 controlling which is all cool and all but i agree unless the controllers act like stadia where it allows you to play on the computer like that which is using that controller that stuff don't mean anything <laughs> Those controllers, those cool color controllers, that dope customization, very quite expensive of a controller. These controllers aren't been expensive these days throughout the generations. You can't do anything with those controllers. <laughs> so you need the system in order to actually make it work. Um, but it's interesting that they've kind of been, I guess, reportedly there's been that rumor that, you know, they will prioritize over having PlayStation 6 than having something like a PlayStation 5 Pro, which I can only imagine having a Pro version of a PS5. I mean, PS5 is already rocking as it is. I mean, could you imagine any kind of upgrades that they would have to that PS5? It would be dope, pretty pretty, pretty much. I mean, I, if anything, even make it faster when it comes to load times. I mean, the system's already running pretty fast. Fast I've ever seen before from any of the PlayStation systems. It's come a long way, right? But, you know, throughout the timeline of PlayStation, I mean, you're talking about PlayStation having the, the bigger version of PlayStation, and then you have the PlayStation Mini. Then you turn around, you get the PlayStation 2, and you have the, the thicker version, you got the thin version, and then the PS3, which, after having the fat version of the PS3, then you have the slim, and then I call it the slimmer. I think I, I think a lot of us are calling it these days the slimmer because I mean you can't really call it slim because technically the PS3 already had a slim console. I own a slim console actually of the PS3, and I'm like, oh cool, that's the slim. And then next thing you know, um, they come out with a slimmer. I never forget it because uh, shout out to Cool Stuff uh, many 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 years back, um, but which Cool Stuff is a nice store. Um, it's also joined in with Video Game Heaven. Video Game Heaven. You guys should check that out. Check up online, by the way. They have tons of stuff from retro games from back in the day that we're talking far back as like the 80s. I mean, you know, we're talking Atari days. And to the point, and NES and everything like that. Even further beyond the like 70s, everything, you know, Atari days. Um, to, to now, right? And Cool Stuff does the same thing too as well. The thing for them though, they also sell movies and have a lot of figures as well too. But you know, shout out to them. And <laughs> many years back when I went to Cool Stuff, um, I went with my father and my sister and um, kind of find out actually he was actually trying to get a PS3 Slim. <laughs> and um, next thing you know, I think it was just that same year. I think that's when the PS3 Slimmer was coming out. And the guy actually demonstrated it in front of us. I was like, eh, I mean, that's that's cool, I guess. I mean, it's it's thin. The only thing you gotta do is just press the top button. It just slides on its own automatically. And then I guess it slides on by itself again. I mean, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> I didn't think PlayStation would just go further than that just to make it even thinner. That's that's kind of interesting. I mean, that must they, they really have a... A bunch of money left over to make another version of a PS3 slim, right? You got the slim already. I guess I said, hmm, that's not slim enough. Let's make it slimmer. <laughs> so that was kind of my first time actually seeing that system kind of in action as well as the um, the smallness of it. I guess if you want to put it like that into context. Then you're talking about 
really going into the whole weeds of the whole pro you know system with the ps4 because you have the first ps4 version right i have not the dark vader version but it's still the first version of the ps4 then you turn around and you get the um the ps4 pro which is like three layers of itself right and it goes at like the 4k resolution of the system onto the tv even though at that time frame especially when the system came out there wasn't a lot of 4k tv and plus the games too wasn't really as much spitting out 4k resolution i mean at best it was doing 1080p i mean it had to do 1080p but maybe slightly slightly better enhancement of the screen i give it that but that's all it really did unless you really had a 4k tv then sure you could probably use the best of it you know the maximization of that system other than that it's just get another ps4 just have a slight edge <laughs> of graphics and then they also have the ps4 slim too so having that said through that entire timeline with ps5 i can kind of see them not doing that and just going straight there i mean could they make another version of the ps5 i know like i said before this is really going very early into the weeds because again the system is still fairly brand new could they actually still make some kind of smaller system for the PS5? I'm I'm not sure. I mean, they probably will make a smaller version of the system. I mean, the system is a behemoth. Like, the system, I think this is probably the biggest system probably right now on the market for the PlayStation. I mean, we've we seen the fat PS3 version of it. We've seen the PS1. I mean, the PS2 version, because I have the first version of the PS2. I mean, it wasn't as big. You know what I'm saying? Compared to the PS5, I mean, the thing is kind of massive. Not so much in length, but like width-wise, it's 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 there. <laughs> it's there in width. So I mean, I can see them doing a slimmer version at best, and that's it, right? It be it just will be something like they did with the PS1, 2, and 3. Maybe not three versions of the PS3, but at least two versions of a, of a bigger one and a smaller one. That's what I would think they would do for that. So is if they come across that line right um what would i see from that if they do make a slimmer version of that um i can see them i mean because of course we have this unorthodox number of a uh, 825 gigs I'm, I'm still not getting over that as much as i love sony and playstation i still am trying to fathom the idea that that's 825 and then you don't even get the 825 it's like 600 something gigs because <laughs> after all the applications and downloading and stuff you don't really get the full maximization of the gigs i'm serious and you're or you already know how these games are especially ever since the ps4 these gigs are way above we're not talking megabytes let alone maybe even kilobytes for like the ps3 and the ps2 and even the ps1 right especially with the megabytes i mean ps2 was already spitting out like you have memory cards i still have mine where you have the eight megabytes <laughs> to back in the day that was a lot of of storage space right you put that into a PS5 now, it won't even do anything. <laughs> you would still get the screen that says you ran out of space. <laughs> like, that 8 megabyte doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> so, you know, don't even waste your time, <laughs> is what they're saying. <laughs> don't even waste your time. Um, and that's how I, you know, that's how I usually would see it for it. Um. You know, and that's why you see a lot of these games now that you have to have a terabyte space, maybe even two, three, or maybe even four. It's almost to the point that you really have to make it 
almost like a PC. I mean, the systems already are PCs anyway, but that that's what you have to deal with with the memory space of that. But my point is, is with going back to is with if they make a smaller version of it, that's what I would see them try to do. Um, they would probably add a little bit more gigs and stuff. Um, would they make it faster than what the PS5, the first version is right now, right? They could spice that up. I mean, especially for ones that haven't really received the PS5 yet, that could be maybe their way of saying, hey, for the ones that didn't get the PS5, the first version, you know, we made these other upgrades here and, you know, you get to get the latest and the greatest, right? The first PS5 is just as great, but we added even extra stuff to the slim. They could. Um, which would probably kind of would be a nice olive branch, I guess, in terms of the uh, whole madness of just trying to, you know, to find a system. <laughs> to find a system, I mean, it's still, it's still a war zone out here trying to find it. Ain't nobody safe, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's how I would see it. Um, you know, I know people will probably be sad about maybe not getting a PS5 Pro if that is what they really are confirming to actually um, to deal with um, but that it, it you know that that's kind of how I see it you know um, but I guess they were saying like I guess it they're not thinking it is a pro or slim I guess it's more or less a gen 2 of the regular PS5 um, and I guess rumor has said that the normal PS5 will cease production at the end of this year and the new model will start in April and begin selling in September. Um, I, I'm assuming they were talking about 2024. So, and then there was, I guess, other tweets. This is coming from another person of the name, Tom Henderson, talking about Sony wouldn't cease production of the Gen 1 PS5 if they had different consoles of production afford different price points and specs. The new PS5 will reduce cost in production and shipping because they can produce just one console with a detachable disk drive. I mean, it's, it's to a point anyway, um, and that's just coming from him. I mean, that's just, you know, he's, and I've seen his post too. He's pretty, he's pretty solid with a lot of these rumors. But rumors are going to be rumors at the same time. It's not really set in stone until Sony officially makes that word. But you know how you know how rumors go with that. But I mean, are we seeing that kind of transition uh, of not having the disk drive and stuff like that? We're having a detachable disk drive. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said before, with the PS6. Um, hopefully they still keep that name and title that they will probably have some kind of, um, you know, a detachable disc, kind of like what you have on your PCs nowadays, because they kind of got rid of the whole disc drive. So now you have to have an actual portable USB disc driver to put in to actually play any games. So like if you have Sims disc, right? I had to tell my sister the same thing. Um, and she found out too, as well, when it came to the um, PCs as well too, that you would have to get that separately. Uh, that's the only way how you would play it. Now, luckily enough, Sims, you can always play online. But if you happen to have older discs, because, of course, back in the day, you had disk drives built into the two laptops, for instance. Um, those are becoming, you know, not a thing anymore. So that's probably what's going to happen with 
you know something like the later systems down the line if this new version is gen 2 system of the ps5 um uses that mentality uses that formula so but we'll see um that makes it very interesting of i guess trying to do that especially since i know um they've still been doing a lot of updates with the ps4 because they play a lot of games with the ps5 and the ps4 eventually we all know that's going to stop eventually um probably soon um because you know it's kind of one of those things that kind of have to make that transition to the newer gen consoles so that's just me and i guess that's what they're going to try to do um of course it's always going to keep you updated at that every time when we talk about this stuff within the podcast as well so i think i think that's going to be interesting to keep us on our toes on that on that train of thinking and whatnot too um so that's that's interesting to see um well and that's kind of really small term amounts of information to talk about with playstation right now um we're going to transition into sports and we'll come back right after this And we're back. Now we're going on to the sports section here. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start off with the NFL. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let's just get it out the way. Let's just get it out the way. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to bring it back a little bit about a couple weeks ago from when we last, last talked. And I'm going to treat it as such. And then I'm going to keep it current. How about that? Let's make that interesting. So my Giants, you know, they were going against the Vikings. And, you know, my Giants, you know, as I said before, that time frame, that my Giants, I believed in my Giants, and they were going to prevail. People were saying, oh, it's the Vikings. The Vikings, did you see how they performed this season? Oh, snap, you know what I'm saying? They, they're favorited to come into, you know, the playoffs, possibly even go into, the, you know, later into the playoffs, around the championships. Teehee. And I was like, well, that's glad that you guys think that, but my Giants, we we got our own set squad right here, you know what I'm saying? We 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 built different. We built different. The Vikings? <laughs> First off, Kirk Cousins. No, enough said. <laughs> enough said. And the fact that you have him up there is this is all all I need to have right there. Because y'all ain't gonna stop us. Maybe Jefferson might give me, you know, some some trouble a little bit, but I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I, I literally came in with the mentality, and I was not worried. And as I sat there and watched that game unfold, <laughs> yeah, baby. I heard nothing but quietness to all the haters out there that thought that the Vikings can beat us. We shut them down. We shut them down. Like, we made them feel like Windows XP when you get the shutdown. It goes like, do, 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 do. That's what the Vikings did. That's what they did. That's what they folded. The whole team, everything folded like a napkin and put it you on the table. Yeah. How about that analogy, right? Y'all weren't ready for that one, right? So, yeah, it felt good that whole entire week coming in there coming in there with my jersey and everything you know hey everybody you know was like yo you know i have some peeps of mine that are also a giants fan so you know we were you know we were we were celebrating you know what i'm saying but we told we told the ops we told them we were like yo uh (laughs) 
y'all thought <laughs> y'all thought we were going to lose here but y'all didn't okay but you didn't <laughs> it didn't happen in the wild card i told you anytime anything happens in the wild card all right it does it happens so you know your boy was feeling it right all right now i'm going to keep it current <clears throat> excuse me i gotta clear my throat for this one a little bit you know i gotta gotta sit up for this one so since we got in you know wrecked the vikings hopefuls day we went up against the eagles and they of course are within our division as well with the nfc and the nfc of course we just so happens to actually face each other in the division round which happened last weekend on saturday you know prime time you know how it is you know how it goes on prime time anything on prime time you know it's gonna be lit you know what i'm saying i i, I ain't worried about it it was a good time, you know. I had me, I had me a fish sandwich. I had me some fries. I had me, I had everything ready. I had me a slushy from Sonic. Shout out to Sonic, you know. Get that limeade slushy, by the way. You know, it's the best, one of the best slushies out there. I know they got like, I don't know what, over a hundred slushy mixes. I don't know, but get that limeade slushy, which was to me given by accident one time. It's a true story. I mean, I usually get the strawberry limeade, and I asked for a strawberry limeade, and for whatever reason, not to to down the people who work on these lovely foods of ours that we consume but i don't know how the heck you didn't hear strawberry lime <laughs> strawberry limeade instead of limeade i saw something green i was looking like what is this i took a sip i was like whoa this hits different it, it totally hits different as a slushy than it does as a drink i'm just i'm just putting that out there as a service announcement you know what i'm saying get the slushy if you want to get the limeade get it as a slushy because the soda it tastes different. It, it really is. And I don't know if it's just the ice. It's just, it, it's built different. It's, it's built different. But that limeade slushy? Mm. I don't know what it is about that limeade slushy, my dudes. But, yo, that, 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 that's, that's, that hits. That hits. That slaps. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, we use that term for that drink. It slaps. And I know everybody got their own special drinks. Still trying to figure out the Red Bull slush yet. I, I, I can't understand that one. <laughs> if you want that, you might as well just get coffee. I mean, I, I don't know. I, how does that even taste? Like, just, I don't even drink energy drinks, but I'm just thinking, like, what? But that's a topic for another day. But you know, your boy was prepared. I had, we had the whole, it was a whole family affair. We were in there watching the game. You know what was up. We were ready for them Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, right? Now, granted, the Giants, we had to go over to their territory, and that's fine. I mean, what, what, a bus drive? I'm going to talk maybe a couple hours. I don't know. But I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, worried. All hands on deck, you know what I'm saying? We were good. We were lit. We were sweating, you know, we were ready. Everything like that, you know what I'm saying? You know, we got a boy Daniel Jones up here who who by the way is really impressed me. I know I know I was giving my reserves about him ever since he made that transition with Eli. I was like, oh boy, we in that era now. Oh gosh. Oh boy. I'm nervous. I'm peckish. I'm nervous. But he actually showed up. <laughs> He's been showing up this entire season. It's, it's been quite impressive. His run game, 
pretty interesting, pretty pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? His past games when he when he gets it, it's pretty dope. And you already know Saquon's solid. You know what I'm saying? When when you get this man an actual tunnel vision, like just a whole vision on open space, he's gone. Good luck trying to capture him. Good luck trying to stop him. You know what I'm saying? He's gone. He's built different, right? He's built different. And I work on my quads, but that dude's quads, I'm looking like they showed it on ESPN. I was like, bro, what? what? I gotta I gotta figure out that workout regimen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd be maxing out a lot on leg presses, but in the squats too. But like, yo, <laughs> this man's built different, right? <sighs> well, it it you know all that hype, all of it, it, it was great. You know, you know, food was great. Like I said before, it was solid. But uh, that game. Probably had to be one of the worst games I probably saw on the division platform that I probably have seen in a while. I mean, given that game, and I know it was against the Eagles, um, but we did not show up. It hurt. It pained me to watch it, but I watched it fully. Um, I still ate my food because, you know, I paid for it. Uh, I didn't want to waste no food. It was, you know, I didn't want to get too cold and whatnot. But, you know, it, it, it hurt me a little bit. Actually, not even a little bit. It hurt me a lot. Um, because I was trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> what happened? And here comes the memes. You know, I've seen ones like with SpongeBob. You guys know that episode where they all become these superheroes and stuff like that. And SpongeBob was the quickster. And... He pointed to the rock. He's like, you want me to go race over to that rock? You want to see me do it again? As he was still standing there again, they did that to us with the scores because they beat us not once, not twice, but now three times within the season. Granted, yes, the second game with an asterisk, to be honest with you. I don't care what anybody says. With an asterisk. We didn't play our starters. And, you know, to be honest with you, the, you know, the Eagles were struggling against our second strings but you know a win's a win and a loss is a loss and it happened to us again here in the third time meeting and when we had all our players on deck it hurt so you know but needless to say if anything positive that came up throughout the season for the giants for me at least is the fact that they became over 500 um, for years, the team has struggled, um, whether it was between coaching, um, injuries, drama, all everything. I mean, you can name it. Probably it's it is, had, has happened with the Giants organization. And give it a double, Dable, if I'm going to pronounce his name correctly. I still was trying to figure it out myself. Him, they better keep him. They better not let this man go anywhere else if there's any offers or anything like that. Um, they need to keep him. That magic, that magic was working here with, with the Giants, that, that got to continue, right? Because, again, we, we went above 500. That is dope, right? We um, happened to get farther what people thought we weren't going to. We did. We went to the divisions, right? Granted, I wish that we got up here to the NFC you know, conference, I, w I wish. Championship, I wish. I really did. Two steps away from the Super Bowl, man. Two steps! Two steps! You know, like when Sierra says one, two step, you know what I'm saying? That, that's how it felt. 
but you know we didn't we didn't uh we, we didn't get nowhere with that it hurt but i was impressed with what they were able to achieve here now granted we have to see what we can get in within the draft possibly you know maybe get some receivers because you know we were hurt on a lot of that with the receivers um, I think we really need to get better with the offensive line. Defense, honestly, was the ones that really didn't show up. I mean, the defense, I almost want to say we need to get, I mean, the defense for us was, at the time, really solid, but we just let that somehow slip by. We really did. I mean, I know we've, I've been focusing on the offensive line side, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to throw in a piece for the defense, um, something, right? I, I do want to balance, right, you know? I want some kind of balance between both sides. Um, but yeah, yeah. It hurt. It hurt. So, you know, but on the positive end, to make it to where they are right now, I'm really happy. Now, of course, the negative is going to be that struggle for next season. Can they still keep that up for the next season? I want them to. I really want them to keep the, that whole entire session and keep them up there at a second second year i want them to get up to that point again right because every team you know it's one of those things where they build it up because like you look at the detroit lions look at them right they were making a comeback and granted we lost to them so ain't nobody safe it ain't safe it ain't safe it ain't safe so that's what i'm saying uh so hopefully we can get back up to that same spot again if not higher right Obviously, we got a lot of obstacles to come across from that, but hopefully we can get that straightened out a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Um, besides, enough about my Giants for, you know, I guess the rest of this time until, you know, next season. <laughs> or unless any news happens within them. Um, on to the other teams as well that we happen to watch play. Um, you have the Bengals and Buffalo Bills play. Um, it's kind of ironic how they both are facing each other again after what had happened. Um, some weeks back um, with DeMar Hamlin. Um, and now they both are facing each other within that division round, right? Um, playing in the snow, nonetheless, in the Buffalo Bills, which actually, by the way, DeMar, he was actually out there in the back upstairs in the room. But they happen to be in a snowy village. And I was like, oh, snap. All that snow on the ground? They still played, though. They still played. And Joe Burrow, that's the guy right there. That's the guy. That's Joe Cool right there. I think we could officially call him that because the way how this man's playing, the whole team, I'm like, because Cincinnati for years has just been, for me, it was just that forgotten field, a team to me. If it wasn't the Browns, it was them. But it, they, it came from the dead now thanks to that man because I was like, bruh, this, this, is, this is a game changer here. Game changer. The Bills, I, I mean, for them to be at home and to be in the climate that they're in, they still have the struggle in time. And, and the Bills, they've been having this unfortunate pattern where they've been choking around these time frames. And I can't describe exactly why. Um, we can always point the fingers at exactly why. But I don't know for sure. Um, that's within them. But um, yeah, they got to fix that. If they ever want to somehow get closer again to the championship, if not get to the Super Bowl. Because they, they were right there. And they did just that. You know, they went out like us. But then, you know, you have the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs were playing that other time, too. And um, 
you know, the Chiefs were going against the Jaguars. And, I mean, the Jaguars were giving them sort of a run for their money, but the Chiefs were kind of going away with this. I mean, I wasn't really surprised by the outcome. The Chiefs came in there and shut it down. So I wasn't really surprised by that at all. Not even the slightest. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then there was the Cowboys and the 49ers. Ah, yes. Happy that they lost. <laughs> if we lost, they're coming down with us too. Uh, the 49ers put the smack down on them too. Um, their kicker, the Cowboys, and this was coming from like two weeks ago <laughs> when they were going against the Bucks. My lord. He showed up this time because that game that happened two weeks ago, I could not have fathomed exactly what had happened. This man missed four kicks. <laughs> I cracked up so bad. I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. This man kicked a couple to the left, kicked one to the right, and kicked the other one, I guess you could say to the right, but over the pole, but it was no good. <laughs> I was like, bruh, that's terrible. And you guys are very lucky that it was just the Bucks, and y'all were very much ahead. Because this had been last uh, with the 49ers, man, that score would have been a whole lot different. It wouldn't have been that sort of close. <laughs> you got that real fixed up. <laughs> but Cowboys, see you later. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So at least you can say, in terms of representing the NFC uh, East on our end, it will be the Eagles. So, but yeah. And so now you come into this weekend here where you got the NFC and the AFC championship conferences. And you got the NFC, what you got going on here. You got the 49ers and the Eagles. And you got the Bengals and the Chiefs. Now, of course, with the Chiefs, you got Patrick Mahomes that was kind of coming back from a little bit of a high injury around his, I believe, was his ankle, his foot area. And um, after when they were going against the Jaguars, because um, he actually had to sit out for a little bit. And then he came back in and he actually played. Um, that people, his odds went down a little bit after seeing that happening. But, you know, it's still going to be a tight game. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a very tight game. But I'm curious as myself, as much as everybody else, how that's going to happen. Now, granted, he has about a week since of that game because he played Saturday. So it will be a week and a day since, you know, it's time of him playing here. So you know, possibly get that all patched up, bandaged up, so that way he can play like he needs to. Um, outside of that, that's how that works. As for the Eagles and the 49ers, I'm giving that one to the Eagles. I mean, the 49ers will give Eagles at least probably any type of competition. I don't think it will be a blowout. Um, it'll be very tight. Um, you know, very tight indeed, but this is going to be over, of course, in the Eagles area. So, um, yeah, but the Bengals, I uh, I see the Bengals coming out of the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I, I can see this. I can see this. The, the Bengals got maybe a slight an edge up there. And so it will be, to me, the ones going to the Super Bowl, I'm thinking it will be the Eagles and the Bengals. That's what I'm thinking. We'll see what happens come this weekend. Of course, both games are being played on Sunday. The first game of the 49ers and the Eagles, they play at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And you got the Bengals and the Chiefs that play at 6.30 later on. So, which I'm glad because, you know, sucks when you had to watch this game around like 8 o'clock. And it's like, dang, you get to wake up and go to work. <laughs> now it's at 6.30. So you can kind of get, get, it can be finished at a decent time. So, yeah. So, all that to see. That's going to be some interesting games happening on Sunday. So, moving on, we got the NBA going on here. And the NBA, we got some games going on tonight. 
Um, of course, you know, the Lakers being played. But, you know, there's a lot of games happening tonight. You got the Bucks and the Pacers. You got the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves playing tonight around 7.30. The Cavaliers and Thunder, they play around 8. Magic and Heat, they play around there too at 8. And you got the Raptors and the Warriors playing at 10. Also, too, they happen to make some announcements in terms of the All-Star lineup. And so, you know, when it came down to it, they pretty much happened to show off um, the teams and whatnot of the NBA All-Stars. So, you have within the east side, right, you got, um, at least on the east side, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo who happens to be on the East pool there as well, and as well as captain as well. Then you have, for the other picks, you got Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and my boy Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. <laughs> no question, he won being an all-star in two starting. My Lord, I still wish we had him over there at the Knicks. <laughs> but they keep playing around here. They keep playing around. They keep playing around. I don't understand that. Yeah, so that's pretty much how I saw it with that. You know, I'm still sad about the fact that he ain't on the team. But we'll keep it moving from that point on. Now, that is the eastern starting pool with that side. Then you look at the west side, right? And you got LeBron James as captain. Roughly so, 19th all-star, you know, 19th in a row. I'm like, at a boy. Yes, I know he's on... A team that is the Lakers after this Lakers are kind of struggling the way they are but you know there was no question that LeBron James would have been inside the actual all-star team um, you know they could have been some people might have some skepticism about the fact that it's like hmm, he's on like he's a captain though he he's on a terrible team I don't know how it goes I mean I don't I wouldn't say I don't vote I mean I do vote but I'm not the ones that doing the picking out of the votes, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. You know, it's all politics. But who knows? But LeBron James, rightfully so, yeah. You know? Um, so I wasn't really too surprised with that. You know what I'm saying? He's The way how he's playing at his age, I mean, that's something special right there. I'm just saying. I'm keeping it real. <laughs> Other than him, you got Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, he's on the team you know, that man's an underrated player, but he's, you know, MVP caliber again. I mean, I wasn't surprised with him either being up there, too. Then you got Steph Curry up there, too. The three-point sniper himself. I think you got Luka Doncic up there, too, for the starting um, role. Because I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was put in as a reserves. It's kind of a tight race. Even either which side that you pick. Um... You know, to have the starters and the reserves. I mean, if you're an all-star, you're an all-star. It don't, don't matter if you're a starter or the reserves. It's just it's just that tough time, and there's a lot of all-stars on the teams. Um, and then the last one, which coming into that, <laughs> into that conversation, is the last one is Zion Williamson. Yeah. How about that, right? <laughs> 
Which, I mean, the way how he was playing, even though he was coming off of an injury, a very long-term injury, and then, you know, when he came up there, when he shows up there and plays, he plays. And that man was looking like himself, like, when he was playing in college, right? Uh, right now, he's still hurt right now, he, you know, so hopefully he should be coming back in there, especially, hopefully, by the time of the All-Star game. So, kudos to him. Now, of course, you know, I'm looking at a player like John Morant. <laughs> Again, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's that tight of a race to get these types of positions. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yes, I know. But it's just like, man, that's crazy. So, it, it, it's it's everybody's going to have their teams and the picks that they have up there. But especially for the Eastern side, I do bring that back on their side. Joel Embiid. You know, um, so you can probably say on the west side, you're thinking, oh, man, what about John Moran? But on the east side, especially Joel Embiid, the way how he's playing and averaging points and just one of the pretty much one of the big primary centers, um, you know, it, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Again, I, I don't know how they go about voting here. Um it's really up to them. We can vote on our end on who we think logically would be put up here. But in terms of the players that's up here for All-Stars, no question. Now, in terms of starters, I mean, the, the real question is, does it matter for Joel Embiid if he wants to be the starter or not? I mean, I know he's going to be an All-Star anyway. That's kind of the real, you know, the real thing. And, of course, a lot of players want to be the starter for the All-Star team. It just, I don't know how they go about voting and picking. You know, I, I don't. I really don't. So it's it's quite interesting to see. I mean, they might make some changes around depending. Um, you know, you know, still got Kevin Durant that's still out a little bit. I think he said he was supposed to return before then. So we don't know um, how all this will be shuffled out. Um, you know, Luca, he just had gotten injured um, just that yesterday. And I'm looking like, oh, snaps. Hopefully, he'll be back before the All-Star game, too. So, you know, nothing's really set in stone. Um, these things has happened beforehand when somebody got injured before the All-Star game. And then they had to pretty much either bring somebody up from the reserves and then bring in another player to be played in All-Stars. You know how that goes. So, um, yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. It's kind of interesting, too. You know, you have Donovan Mitchell starting, too, for the Eastern pool. And, you know, he just left Utah, played over at Cleveland. That, sh that should be interesting. I wonder how that reaction of the crowd's going to be. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's all I'm saying. Now, of course, I believe next week they're going to start and um, actually talk about the reserves and have that list out there. And then you will have your team just like that. So that that's pretty cool as well. Um, this, this is going to be sick. I, I like what I'm seeing here. It's going to be another fun-looking game in here. They said it's the, last, it's the first time since 1993 that it was been played in Salt Lake City. I'm like, interesting. Very interesting indeed. So I had no idea. No idea at all. So that's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweetie, sweetie, sweet, if I say so myself. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of all I got right there from that point on. So, so that is pretty much the end of the section of the um, of the sports section there as well. Um, we'll last we'll end it off with something very special um, that's pretty much going to be going on throughout the year as we pay homage to it. Um, stay tuned.
Now on to the last topic of the podcast. Um, as I stated before on some past podcasts, um, you know, the biggest thing for me really, you know, I'm a music lover. Um, I love all types of music. Um, anything really country I can give about maybe 30 minutes at best. But anything else, I pretty much can listen to any other day, all day, if I wanted to. I just have that sound ear <laughs> of it too as well. I mean, blame it for me, you know, being raised up with MTV and, <laughs> you know, with TRL. And then you got BET with One Six and Park. Just being exposed like that to a lot of the music at that young age, you know, I just kind of, it's kind of been in like my DNA. It's kind of like that itch. But <clears throat> going into this year of the year 2023, we are celebrating 50 years. 50. Yes. 5 0. 50 years of hip hop. Um, that is huge, right? Um, that is the biggest cornerstone. It is the biggest music being put out right now it's mainstream of course back then you know you had a blend and whatnot but it's it's bigger than people may think when it comes to hip-hop it's not just so much of the flashiness you you know how you go about you know delivering your your flow your words um what's being said definitely makes an impact sure <clears throat> excuse me but there was a lot of build-up that came up to what hip-hop is now right course it's a generation thing you know music like any music not even so much on hip-hop r&b rock pop anything jazz country even there's a lot of music that will change every time no matter what generation it's almost like in a sense every decade the music's going to change right it's going to be that new sound it's always going to be something brand new it's never going to stay stagnant as much people may think about it they may glue glue uh, like glue up to the next like back in the day and whatnot you know, music changes every time. It evolves. It evolves. It makes something different that you never heard of. It's like, hmm, a different sound. And it's up to you to really adapt to it, whether you are the listener or you're the one that's being the performer. It always has changed. Um, so I was going to give you guys a little bit of a, some dialogue here. Um, throughout the year, I am going to um, pay homage, of course, and I always do anyway with hip-hop. I mean, it's one of my favorite genres of music. And, you know, talking about like the the past and how it has, you know, came again, like I said before, to now um, through its ups and downs, through its different types. You know, you're talking gangster rapping, you're talking, you know, your southern music of southern hip hop of coming to a rise and how that changed, too, as well. You had your east and your west coast battles um, and you have mumble rap, right? So, you know, there's been so many, so many big key factors that happen throughout hip hop and what is shaped to be what it is now. Um, but I will give you guys a little bit of some history. Um, this is thanks to the actual website of the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And I'm just going to read you guys the whole dialogue of how it started off with hip hop. It started off in, with an August 11, 1973 within New York City, right? That's why you call, usually a lot of times that's where you hear the area of New York City being the mecca of hip-hop because of its origin, right? You know, you can think of a lot of big places, you know, of New York City, of LA, of Chicago, even down south in Atlanta, right? And, you know, why not Virginia Beach, you know, the Virginia area itself, you know, we got something to say too. <laughs> but it has, it has involved a lot within a lot of those excuse me, cities and states all around. 
and it has made such a big movement and such a big impact around the world not just so much in north america but around the world right so this is a description about how it started off to be so hope you guys like to listen in the rec room of an apartment building on sedwick avenue an 18 year old Sylvic campbell throws a back to school party with his younger sister cindy friends and neighbors dance to familiar sounds of artists like james brown Aretha Franklin and the meters. Only something has changed. Behind two turntables, Clive, better known as DJ Cool Herc, plays two copies of the same record, a technique known as the merry-go-round, where one moves back and forth from one record to the next, looping the percussion portions of each track to keep the beat alive. And amongst this community of dancers, artists, musicians, and poets, hip-hop is born just off of that so it was thanks to him that it actually started off how hip-hop pretty much came right nothing more than just bringing like you know turntables and mixing songs and beats from songs and the sounds of that too starting off just DJing just like that and that's that's cool right keeping the party alive just like that and so you see that a lot of times when i think of when i think of you know producers you know i'm thinking of ones like timbaland and i always think of dj premiere right um you know you take a listen to what they've been able to transcribe you know there's so many so many artists you know with dj crick with dj quick um even with q-tip i mean even even with kanye too even like i said timbaland you got jay dilla you, you go through the roots of so many producers, even with Dr. Dre and everyone, right? I could go on with the whole entire list. You know, you hear a lot of them when they make their and produce their music, and you hear that through their beats, right? You hear a lot of records, you hear a lot of samples sometimes, and even some of their original stuff too as well, too, right? But a lot of it comes based off of DJ, right? And, you know, DJing, you know, is bigger than ever right now, right? People, you know, DJs all left and right here, right? And that's how it started like that. And I was like, that's pretty sweet. Just like that, you know? Just DJing, mixing it up, the, the songs and everything like that. Having two records just playing right there. When you switch it to one, you switch it to another. And then you switch it back to this one. You reverse it. You scratch it. You do all types of beats and types of movement with that music. And that's, that is very interesting to come across and also come across reading too. And that was really the cornerstone of how hip hop is now, right? Um, you know, hip hop has always been like a movement too as well. It's always something, you know, you always, you know, bring it in as well. We have, you know, artists and groups like Public Enemy, we have Fight the Power, right? And that had a movement too as well, especially with everything that was going on. Um, and then as you think of artists like Rakim and everybody too, how they lyrically come in and, and flow to the music and said the message too, and just spitting, you know what I'm saying? Just straight up spitting big daddy Kane, LL Cool J, you know, all of them. So, um, you know, so throughout the year, I am going to talk about a lot of these artists as well as the area where a lot of these artists transcribed and what's going on throughout the year. 
So I hope you guys enjoy the listens with that too, as we celebrate the 50 years of hip hop. There's so much to, so much to say within 50 years is crammed into one year. But even after the year is finished, you know, we always want to celebrate what hip hop was able to bring, right? So, you know, it, it bring that stage of, to me, it looks like unity, but as well too, as a movement. That's how I just see when it comes to a lot of times with hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And if you grew up at that time where all of this started, you know more than any of us would have known how big and how much it has changed and what we, a lot of hip hop artists and anyone that was around that genre, even now have to go through with it too. Right? So that's all just my little introduction to that as well. And again, shout out to the website that happened to have that description of that, which is again, the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And you can just find the history and they give you that same dialogue and everything like that just to read. It's just a nice little synopsis of how it all transcribed it looked like, right? August 11th, 1973. How about that? <laughs> how about that, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. But that's all I have to say for today. I thank you guys for listening as always. Um, you know, you guys have yourselves a blessed week, blessed weekend, blessed night. You know, look out for each other. And I will see you guys next time. Take care.